0: So, we'll start off with a prayer. Everybody bow your head and close your eyes. Dear God, I bless each and everyone here and that this will change someone's heart and go home and memorize what they've experienced. In Jesus' name, amen. So, the first scripture we're going to read is in Revelations, it's Revelations 22, 5. Night will be no more, and people will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, because the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. This means you don't even need the light of the sun. You don't need a light of a lamp because of God's light. In the light of heaven, in the light of the angels, in the shine of the streets of God. Now, just believe with me for one second. Imagine being up in heaven, the light of God shining around you. Just imagine how it would be. One thing to remember God's light is greater than the darkness. And all the world, your light, I mean, in in the world, your light is greater than the darkness. And what I mean is with all the evil people around you, you stay Christ-like and not world-like. We are in the world, but not of the world. The next scripture we're gonna read is gonna be in Proverbs, which is gonna be Proverbs eighteen twenty one. What the? Wait. Okay. Thank you. Um. The one. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. What it means is to speak life to people. An example to speak death is let's say you did better than someone else. To speak death is to say you stink. (laughs) It is a good job. Wait, no. To speak life is to say you did a good job even though you stink. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to pause right here for a second. My friend is skipping something just to be here and that's how you need to be not just to Brother Bill, but to Jesus. Our next scripture, which is going to be one of the last ones, is 1 Corinthians 2, 10 through 12. Now, God has revealed these things to us by the Spirit. Since the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of of God, For who knows a person's thoughts except his spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Now we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit of who comes from God, so that we may understand what has been freely given given to us by God. This means God has showed the things that will happen when he's going to come back. One thing many people think is that when you go to hell, you burn and come back to life and burn again. But that might not be true. I did tons of research yesterday about this. So, I feel that the Lord has told me that if the devil is here to kill, steal, and destroy, he will not want you alive in hell. If he's here to kill, steal, and destroy, if y'all know what I'm saying. The devil might torture you with fire, but the Bible says in Revelations 22:10, the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire. And in hell, you get tortured by his demons and him. So let's think right now about what would happen to you in hell. So think about the demons and all the terrible things that would happen to you in hell, and the heat in hell, and the fire in hell. So, like I was talking about earlier, that the devil's here to kill, steal, and destroy. Correct? Okay. If you are a Christian, he cannot just kill you, obviously. He will steal from you. Then he will try and destroy you. If, if he can do that, then you are going to try and kill yourself. So he didn't do anything. If you are unaware. Obviously, that's what's going to happen. But if you are aware of him, you can go to war and beat him, and you can plead the blood of Jesus over you and all of your family. And one way he will destroy you is when a family member dies. He will strike and make you depressed and make you think all these bad things about you and about other people. And you will not think that it is an attack from him. And you will try and kill yourself. But if you pray and pray and pray and pray and pray, you will get through it. If you have prayed and got through a situation, I want you to just raise your hand. Everybody, okay. Okay. And if you have prayed for a miracle and it's been answered, please raise your hand. Everybody again. So if you have seen what he's done and how he's worked, you will see that he works in many mysterious ways. Something that proof to the end time or that is close to the end time, I should say. The Bible says in Matthew 24, 6, you will hear of wars, rumors of wars, but see to it, you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. So, pretty much with that, not... What that means is there will be many wars happening. You'll hear of wars happening. And like I said, there will be wars happening. There is a war going on right now with God's chosen people, Israel and Hamas. So, yeah, we need to pray about that for Israel and all of them. So let's pray. Father God, we just want to thank you for all the things you have given us. Thank you for a roof over our head and a clothes on our back. In Jesus' name, amen. Well,
1: that's a first for him. Uh, he better—he needs to remember this day, and don't tear that those sheets of paper you got up. Save them, brother. Brother Dupree, why don't you come? Hallelujah! That's brother Dupree and sister Dupree's great grandson right there. And uh, so I know y'all are proud of him, and uh, that he came up in front of all these people, and just give us the message Praise God. We was at a funeral yesterday, and Peggy and I were standing there, and this person come over and told us about a young man and said, Would you mind if he closed in prayer? I said, No, ma'am, I wouldn't. She said, Well, I'll tell him to come and talk to you. And I told him, I said, when the message is finished, I'll step away from the podium and you step up. I want you to know God is working among young people. And God will work among you if you allow him to. Book of Revelation, the seven churches, he said this, He that have ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. I feel like asking you to touch your ear. But if you have an ear, I tell you, you need to be listening what the Spirit is saying. Because he's talking to everybody. And I thought that young man done an excellent job of closing in prayer. And he said, Lord, I want you to watch over everyone that's here. And some of them come a long way, three hours, some drive away and look after them and don't let nothing happen to them. I thought how wonderful that is. And this young man where he goes to churches, they don't have church on certain nights. He goes to find him another church to go to because he wants to be where the presence of the Lord is. I thought how wonderful that is. I'd like you to take your Bibles, if you would, and turn to the book of Esther, chapter 1, verse 7 and 8. And I want to thank each and every one of you for being here today. And we know it's going to be worth your while to be in the house of God. Amen. All right, I guess they'll put it up there in a minute where you can all read it. I enjoyed the Sunday school class very much this morning. It was very wonderful. Okay, we're going to read it from the NLT Bible. And it says here, Drinks were served in gold goblets of many design, and there was abundance of royal wine, just as the king had commanded the only restriction on the drinking was no one should be compelled to take more than he wanted. But those who wished could have as much as they pleased, for the king had instructed his staff to let everyone decide this matter for himself. We're going to title this Esther's Anointing. Now we're going to talk about wine. Nearly always, when the word wine and all is mentioned in this book, it means the spirit of God. It's the spirit of God. This book is written by holy men, as the Lord gave them utterance to write. It's no words written by man, but it's written by the spirit. So, the guest of the king's banquet. How many know you a guest of the king's banquet? Amen. Right here, and it says. We're told they could drink as much as they wanted. Now, don't get turned off yet. He's talking about the Spirit. You can have as much as the Spirit of God that you want in your life. The King has provided the best there is for you to drink of the wine. He said, can also be full of the Spirit as you desire. Brother Yochum, our first pastor at Calvary Tabernacle, used to tell us, You've got as much as God gets you want. If you wanted more, you would get more. He that hungers and thirsts for righteousness shall be filled with the Spirit of God. It's available. So I want you to encourage you today to start drinking and, and get drunk on wine. Now, in the Old Testament, they were not to drink fermented wine because it was illegal it's found in the book of Leviticus, 10 and 9. It was considered fermented wine. It was considered symbolized of corruption and sin. Something's been fermented. So the wine that we're going to be talking about from the scripture came from the vine. How many of you know that Jesus is what? The vine and we're the branch. And what comes from the vine to the branch is Wine, which is the Spirit of God. It's the Spirit of God. And if a man drank fermented wine in the Old Testament, he was not allowed to go into the tabernacle because it's considered corruption and sin. But I want you to know there's a pure wine that comes from the vine, which is grape juice, which comes right on into your life and blesses you. How many know that God wants you to have all you can stand and more of the things of God? It says in John 3:34, God giveth the Spirit not by measure. In other words, he doesn't give you a limited amount of the Spirit. He gives it to you until it overflows and runs out of your life and abundantly. Because how many believe that God wants you to have abundant life? I tell Sister Peggy, I believe that God had revealed to me this past week, you can do nothing without him. You cannot make a hair black or white. Or statue one inch. What he's saying, you cannot handle your problems, your fear, and your worry without me. If we want our problems handled, fear and worry and anxiety, all we got to do is get full of the Spirit of God until it overflows and runs out of our lives. He will handle that for us and give us abundant life. The Bible said we need to cease from our works and let Him go to work. Amen. How I many you know he's a great and mighty God? He loves working for us. He loves blessing for us. I appreciate Easton. We might have to put some strains on him because he done said that this is not going to be my own message. I'm going to preach some more. Uh, Thor may have to hold him back. But I'm thankful for the young people and what we're learning from the Lord and how our Sunday school teachers are teaching them the part. Now, Jesus never participated where there was fermented wine because it's corruption, it's evil, and it's destructive. When the Bible said, and when they was fully drunk, when he turned the water into wine, another translation from that, it said, when they was really full of the wine. He saved the best for the last. That is the Holy Ghost. You ought to shout, hey, and That's the reason Jesus came and died on the cross and got out of the grave is to pour out the Holy Ghost on our lives, to give us the life that he wants us to have. It's a wonderful life to be filled with the Spirit of God and have it running over in our lives. You say, well, what about when Jesus took the Lord's Supper? He did not take fermented wine. He came to fulfill the law. The law said you can't do it because it's corruption, it's sin, if you find this scripture here, you find them in Luke, you find them also in Matthew, and you find them in Mark, He taken the fruit of the vine. He said, I am the what? The vine and you're the what? And what comes through the vine, through me, which is the Holy Spirit, comes in your life and you're the branch to bear fruit. How many know what fruit is? not apples and oranges, it's children of God. We're to bear fruit. He that his souls is what? He's given us the ability to win souls, not of ourselves. When Adam was put to sleep, Adam had nothing to do with this. Now, he didn't have anything to do with it because he's asleep. But God run his hand inside of him and pulled out Eve. You women ought to shout hallelujah. Man came out of the dust. But a woman came out of the side of a man. How many know the the last thing when you know what the last thing God ever created? Anybody know? Woman. He said, wow, that's the best I can do. No need to go no further. Huh? Jesus went to sleep on the cross. He said, it is finished. Then the soldier ran the... Spirit in his side and came out blood and water, bringing forth a new church. Jesus had nothing to do with the birth of the new per- church. It was all of the Spirit Almighty God giving birth to the new church out of the side of Jesus to bring the wine into our life in abundance flow that never stops. I'm convinced that we're supposed to have as much of God when we die as when we got into church. I'm convinced that the wind is never deteriorating. It's going all the time. I many would like to have a good drink of wine? Of wine. The new wine. The best wine that God can give to us this day. Esther soaked in oil for one year before she went before the king. She was getting rid of the old So the new could come. She was the most beautiful woman in the world. Now let me share something here with you. Esther represents the Gentile church, which you and I. She's the representation of the Gentile church. The king is the representation or the symbol of Jesus Christ. Every book in the Bible prophesies something about Jesus Christ. Isaiah prophesied more. Maybe some did a lot. But they prophesied about Jesus Christ. And Mordecai represents the wine of the Holy Ghost. If you'll notice, he was the instruction giver. Have you ever noticed that? He's the one that's giving the instruction. Jesus said when he comes, the Holy Ghost comes, he will guide you and teach you in all truth that you don't need nobody else to teach you. I mean, you know, he's always present in your life to teach you and lead you and guide you. I'm convinced if we would listen to the Spirit, we'd have a lot less trouble with our lives. Because when you're about to mess up, he'll say, wait a minute there, honey. Let's don't do it that way. Let's do it this way. Because he's... Loves us so much. There's nobody loves us as much as Jesus loves us and the spirit that he puts in our lives. So we want to make sure the king here and Esther prepared herself. Now you say, what's that mean, soaking in the oil? Meditation. Sing to yourself in psalms and hymns and make a joyful noise unto the Lord all the days of your life. You got that? Now, she soaked how long? One year in all, which represent she was meditating on the things of God. What does Joshua 1 and 8 says? Meditate on his word day and night. Are you ready? And God will make your way prosperous. That's not what it said. I'm sorry. Don't shake your head now. That's not what it said. He said, if you meditate on the word of God, day and night, and speak it, you will make your way prosperous because he's given you the authority that you need to meditate and meditate on God to keep the new wine fresh and abundant at all times. Isn't he good? He's so good to us, the Esther anointing. She went before the king, and uh, the king said, What can I do for you? And she told him, said, well, all of us Jews are fixing to be put to death. He said, I made a decree and I can't change it. I've already written it and I've already put the seal on it and I can't change it. But this is what I will do. I'll make a new decree and I'll put my seal on it. And I will give you and all of your people a sword so you can defend yourself. How many of you know that God has given you the Spirit of God and the Word of God, which is the Word is your spirit? Amen? That's the only thing that we got. We can come against the powers of the darkness of hell is the Word of God with the Spirit of God in our lives. He said you will have the sword, but Jesus comes along and gives us the Word of God and the Spirit of God where we can defend ourselves. You ought to shout hallelujah. I'm convinced a lot of times we're praying for ask the church to pray for us when we ought to be praying for ourselves. Now, Sister Rhonda Swaller said something not too long ago. How many of you can learn a lot in Sunday school and on Wednesday night? Not because Ken and I are there, but because other people there. She said this not too long ago. She said, I was going to call people to pray for me, and, and God said, why don't you pray for yourself? Says said, you just import it to me as anybody else. I'll hear your prayers as much as I hear their prayers. If you'll just pray right now, I'll hear your prayer and I'll answer your prayer right now. She prayed and God answered her prayer. How I many believe it? God wants to hear your voice. Oh, hallelujah. Your voice is so sweet, and God just loves to hear your voice, and when he hears your voice, immediately he'll do something for your life. I'm not discarding getting other people to pray for you, but a lot of times if we would do what God said to do is take the word of God and the spirit of God is in our lives and begin to pray and tell God he will do something in our lives, suddenly and immediately. I do not find nowhere in the four gospels or the book of Acts where he ever told them, Wait. It's always suddenly and immediately. How many you know that sometimes you need a sudden prayer answer? Is that right? You need immediate prayer answer. You're tired and weary. You wore out. You need some refreshing right then and there. And he's always ready to give it to you. Johnny on the spot. Jesus is always ready for this wonderful thing. God has given us the authority. This book is the authority book. It has all the power in heaven and earth in it. It's anointed with the word of God. How was the world created? By God speaking. Genesis 1. The Spirit of the Lord was present, and then he said, let there be light. Your world is controlled by your mouth, by your tongue. When Jesus stood up and said, storm be still, wind lay down and ocean lay down, it laid down. And they said, what matter a man is this that can do that? It's the same power that God puts in our lives and the spirit in our lives that we can control our life and our world by speaking it. You say, Brother Billy, you're getting too far out now. Try it and see if it won't work. Try the word of God. Act on the word of God believe what god says and see if it not work jessica will it work She's been practicing. You ought to talk to her. She's been practicing that, and she told me the other day, I'm already seeing the results of what I've been saying and what I've been speaking because God's word is alive. You're alive with the spirit of God. He has respect for you because you're his child. He birthed you out of the darkness into light because he spoke it into existence. He gave them the king gave them a sword for them to protect themselves. God has given us some words to protect ourselves. Jeremiah 13 and 12 said, Let every bottle be full with wine. He's saying, Let your vessel be full with wine. Full means to be overflowing. Overflowing. Fill the jugs to the what? To the brim. And he turned that water into wine. Not fermented wine, but wine from the vine, because that's who he is. And that's where the, you'll get your blessings from. That's why you have to stay connected to the vine. Because if there's a break between the vine and the branch, then the wine is wasted. But he wants you to stay connected. The vine never gets pruned, (laughs) the branch gets pruned once a year, cut severely back. Amen? So God prunes us to bear forth much fruit to please him, the good things of God. We are blessed. We're blessed. St. John 15 and 5 tells you that. I am the vine and you are the branch. Then he goes on to say in Matthew about the wine flowing from the vine unto the branch. Then there comes the fruit. There comes souls. And he that winneth souls is wise. In the end of the time of the world, we come rejoicing. Doing what? Bringing the fruit with us. So you want to be what? Full. Joel 2.24 said the threshing floor will be filled with grain and the vats will overflow with new wine. Where's the new wine coming from? From the Holy Spirit. There's a man that left Jericho. The Jericho means the road of sin and destruction And also, because he said left Jericho, and he went down. Anytime we start down, something is going to get in our way. He went down and fell among thieves. We all know the story well. Priests come by, and Levi come by, and they looked on. But here comes the good Samaritan. That good Samaritan is Jesus Christ. That's who he is. Now, he wasn't walking. He was riding a donkey. He done moved up a little bit. I want you to see this story as Jesus put it. I am your good Samaritan. I see you when you're down. I see you. Oh, hallelujah. The Bible said he was wounded by his enemy. How many have ever been wounded? Spiritually, physically, whatever, you've been wounded. But I want you to know there's somebody riding by. He's not riding on no donkey today. He comes swiftly by. Donkeys too slow. He comes by where you are. And the Bible said he got down off of his donkey and went down where the man was wounded. He bound up his wounds and then he pours in wine and oil, which is a type of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will heal your spiritual wounds. Not only that, it will heal your fleshly wound because the Bible said in the spirit will minister to your flesh and heal your flesh. Isn't that good that God is so good he gives us that? And then he picked him up and put him on his, I said donkey, might not have been a donkey, it just said beast. And then he put him on the beast and carried him to the end. And he put him up, Brother Mike, he put him up in the inn. He said, now I'm going away for a while, but I'm a coming back. But until I get back, I want you to take care of him. How many of you know the Holy Ghost is going to take care of you until Jesus comes back? He's on his way back, but he left you the comforter to take care of you. And he said, if there's anything left to be owed when I get back, I will pay it. How many of you know that all your debts are paid up and free by Jesus Christ? He pours the wine and the oil into your wounds and binds you up where you can go again. How many glad you got up and where you can go again? Oh, hallelujah. Anointing. Anointing. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The good Samaritan came by. So you need to soak. And Jesus said, put this new wine in new bottles. Don't put it in old bottles because the new wine will burst that thing open. But he wants to put something new in your new created life because you are now a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things. We won't go into that what old things mean. I mean, no, well, maybe we ought to. You need to get rid of the past. You can't advance in the future holding on to the past. You got to bend forward and you got the authority and the power and the anointing and the grace of God to do it. He binds us up and carries us on. How many know the story about the ten virgins? Five was what? Foolish. And five was what? They all started out on equal levels, full of wine. They all started out equal. Cup was running over. But something, Brother James, has happened all these years. Something all these years has happened. Five foolish wine checked their oil of their spirit level. When Peggy rides with me in my truck, she turned them obedient eyes over there and said, Dupree, you low on gas. It's maybe be half full or three-quarters. Said, you better stop down here and fill up. Said, I want this thing kept full in case of emergency. I want you to know you need to stay full in case of emergency. You do not make sure that you don't run out. My cook and I had been to Little Rock visiting some people. And we were coming through Texas and We got up here at Domino and the truck died. It went, poof, 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 pulled off the side of the road. I said, What's wrong? He said, we had gas. I said, You said what? He said, we out of gas. I said, didn't you see that light come on and go to blinking low lower fuel, get gas? He said, yes, but I thought I could make it a little bit further. Don't think you can make it any further when the sign goes off. The Spirit says, listen, you're low on gas. You're low on the anointing. You better gas up, Brother Brad, right now because your journey is going further than you think. That's how good God is. How I many you know he got a thing goes off? Don't you just love these new cars? Star light goes on the blinking and said, I'm low on air. You better go get him layered up. <laughs> i tell you, that that's what the Holy Ghost does. Say you're a little low on your power, you better go get gassed up again. You better get aired up, amen. (laughs) You better get some anointing in your life because you don't know what you're going to come up against tomorrow. But when you come up against the enemy tomorrow, you're full of gas, you're full of power, you're full of anointing, you're full of the authority of God. Your cup is running over. You're ready for anything and everything. So how did these five stay full and the five get empty or get low? like a meditation, like a singing and making melody in our hearts to God as soaking in oil. That's what that means, soaking. Soaking. Just soaking. I mean, you know, sometimes you just need to get along just all by yourself and just you and the Lord. Just you and the Lord. And you just tell Him what you feel. If you feel down and out, tell him you feel down and out. You tell him you just feel so bad. He said, I'm going to put some oil in there. Jeff McCourt told us this story one time. You know, Jeff McCourt buys a lot of equipment and equipment business and all that kind of They call this mechanic out there to work on this piece of equipment. He got down under and looked at it. He said, the grease worms has eaten up. And the operator said, don't look at me. He said, I ain't put no grease in there. If you don't keep your engine and your parts greased, I guarantee you, you're going to break down. You got to keep it greased up. And that grease and that anointing is the Holy Spirit. Titus 3 and 8 says, Confirm constantly and consistently about the things of God in our lives. So God bless you for being here today. Appreciate it. And we're just going to close right there on this last thought. The book of James said, if any among you sick, call for the elders of the church and do what? Do what? Do what? You're not saying it right. Anoint with the Spirit. When we come down here to pray with people, we ought to be full of the Spirit of God. That's what it mean, anointing with all. You're full of the Spirit, ready to release something into somebody's life that needs to be charged up. So God bless you for being here today. What kind of day are you going to have the rest of the day? Wonderful day in the Lord, because he's already got one mapped out for you. A good day in the Lord. God bless you for being here today.